exists. And Mr. Huxley, right off the bat, let me ask you this. As you see it, who and what are the enemies of freedom here in the United States? Well, I don't think you can say who in the United States. I don't think there are any sinister persons deliberately trying to rob people of their freedom. But I do think, first of all, that there are a number of impersonal forces which are pushing in the direction of less and less freedom. And I also think that there are a number of technological devices which anybody who wishes to use can use to accelerate this process of going away from freedom, of imposing control. Well, what are these forces and these devices, Mr. Hudson? I should say that the, uh, there are two main impersonal forces. Uh, uh, the first of them is not exceedingly important in the United States at the present time, though very important in other countries. Uh, this is the force which in general terms can be called overpopulation. The, the mounting pressure of population pressing upon existing resources. Uh, this, of course, is an extraordinary thing. Something is happening which has never happened in the world's history before. I mean, let's just take a, a simple fact that between the, the time of the birth of Christ and the landing of the Mayflower, the population of the Earth doubled. It rose from 250 million to probably 500 million. Today, the population of the Earth is rising at such a rate that it will double in half a century. Well, why should overpopulation work to diminish our freedoms? Well, in a number of ways. I mean, the, the um, experts in the field, like Harrison Brown, for example, pointed out that in the underdeveloped countries, uh, actually the standard of living is at present falling, that people have less to eat and less goods per capita than they had 50 years ago. And as the position of these countries, the economic position, becomes more and more precarious, obviously the central government has to take over more and more responsibility for keeping the ship of state on an even keel. And then, of course, you're likely to get um, social unrest under such conditions with, again, an, inv uh, uh, an intervention of the central government. So that I think uh, you, one sees here a pattern which seems to be pushing very strongly towards a totalitarian regime. And unfortunately, as in all these uh, underdeveloped countries, the only highly organized political party is the Communist Party, it, it looks rather as though they will be the heirs to this uh, uh, unfortunate process, that they will step into the power, position of power. Well, then, ironically enough, the, one of the greatest forces against communism in the world, the Catholic Church, according to your thesis, would seem to be pushing us directly into the hands of the communists because they are against birth control. Well, I think this strange paradox probably is true. There is a... It's a, an extraordinary situation, actually. I mean, the, one has to look at it, of course, from a biological point of view. The whole essence of... Uh, of biological life on Earth is a question of balance. And what we have done is to practice death control in a most uh, intensive manner without uh, balancing this with uh, birth control at the other end. Consequently, the uh, birth rates remain as high as they were, and death rates have fallen substantially. <coughs> All right, then. So much for the time being, anyway, for overpopulation. Another force that is diminishing our freedoms. Well, another force which I think is very strongly operative in this country 
is the force of what may be called over-organization. Uh, as technology becomes more and more complicated, it becomes necessary to have more and more elaborate uh, organizations, more hierarchical organizations. And incidentally, the advance of uh, technology has been accompanied by an advance in the science of organization. It's now possible to make organizations on a larger scale than was ever possible before. And so that you have more and more people living their lives out as subordinates in these hierarchical systems controlled by bureaucracies, either the bureaucracies of big business or the bureaucracies of big government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, the devices that you were talking about, are there specific devices or uh, uh, methods of communication which diminish our freedoms in addition to overpopulation and overorganization? Well, there are certainly devices which can be used in this way. I mean, let us uh, take, uh, after all, a piece of very recent and very painful history is the uh, propaganda used by Hitler, which was incredibly effective. I mean, that, what were Hitler's methods? Hitler used terror on the one kind, brute force on the one hand, but he also used a very efficient uh, form of, uh, of propaganda, which uh, uh, he was using every modern device at that time. He didn't have TV, but he had the the radio, which he used to the fullest extent, mm -hmm. and was able to uh, impose his will on an immense mass of people. I mean, the Germans were a highly educated people. Well, we're aware of all this, but how do you equate Hitler's use of propaganda with the way that propaganda, if you will, is used, let us say, here in the United States? Well, Are you suggesting that uh, there no, is a parallel? Needless to say, it's not being used in this way now, but uh, I, I, the point is, it seems to me, that there are, are methods at present available, methods superior in some respects to, to Hitler's method, which could be used in a bad situation. I mean, I, what I feel very strongly is that we mustn't be caught by surprise by our own advancing technology. This has happened again and again in history. Technology has advanced, and this changes social conditions. And suddenly people have found themselves in a situation which they didn't foresee and doing all sorts of things they didn't really want to do. Good evening and welcome back to the Pledge of Allegiance podcast. Hmm. So, I just got back from uh, a nice little camping trip with my family, which was pretty fun. Um, I hadn't been in a couple of years because uh, my... My girls were very young and, um, you know, it was a little bit of a, a learning curve as far as um, going going out and doing things. Um, so I took a couple of days off more than I, I needed to do so that I could get that done. Um, we had a lot of fun, so that was really good. Um, it was a little post uh, 4th of July celebration um, with the family. Um, I'd like to take a minute and, um, just thank everyone that has fought, um, not only for this country, um, but has fought for sanity and reality and, um, common sense, um, you know, some people who have served in the military that have, uh, you know, given 
whether it be the ultimate sacrifice or sacrificing their family and their friends and their livelihood in order to defend what um, we hold as precious and holy. I just want to thank them um, from the bottom of my heart. Um, it means a lot. Um, it really does. I, um, I look at what's going on nowadays and, uh, it really, it's so scary, man. It's just wicked scary. Um, so a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm not a uh, anxious type of person. Not at all. Um, I've never really been anxious about anything. Um, never had an anxiety attack, never had, um, I mean, and I've been in some hairy situations, um, but I've never, never been an anxious person. Um, and, uh, let me tell you right now, I mean, not right this second, but, um, starting, uh, probably about six months ago, um, I started to get really worried um, because I have a family, because I run a business, and um, because I have responsibilities and people who depend on me. Um, I started getting really worried about nuclear war. Um, I don't know if anybody really understands what nuclear war um, would entail, but... Um, it's death, easiest way to put it. Um, we all die, that's it. The world is shit. Um, you know, whoever fires first ended the world because whether it's us or China or Russia, um, or North Korea, if they had the ability, um, you know, whoever, um, whoever fires first, everybody else is going to fire after, and everybody's going to fire defensive, uh, missiles to take out the, um, nuclear warheads, and those are going to be, uh, blown up at different, uh, levels of our atmosphere, whether it be outside of our atmosphere, inside of our atmosphere. Um, some are going to make it to land because you can't stop 30,000 missiles all at once. Um, and then all that, all that nuclear, um, uh, contamination that's going to be in our atmosphere, whether they land or not, it's, it's not, um, it's not going to be pretty, um, for us. It's not. Um, and so, um, as a person who, you know, I think I said this in a previous episode, um, you know, I grew up at the tail end of, um, the Cold War. And I remember, you know, being, you know, taught where the, where the, um, you know, at schools where the fallout shelters were and, um, you know, just having a little bit of that uh, fear um, about the potential of Russia 
shooting off a nuclear warhead and ending the world. Um, and that was a little, I was a little kid. Um, and I mean, it, it scared me, but I didn't really understand it enough to be scared. Now I'm an adult and I'm horrified, like absolutely horrified. I, um, I've been having, uh, some anxiety, um, I, I guess you could call it healthy anxiety, um, I mean, you can't, you can't live in fear of anything, or anybody, you, you have to keep on plugging, and you have to keep on busting your ass and living your life, because, you know, that is just the responsible thing to do, um, and, you know, I just, I, I could, I could feel myself going through all these emotions and fears of, um, all that I love being taken away from me. And it really, um, really scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so I've tried to, um, not think about it. Um, I, hopefully it's healthy avoidance. Um, <laughs> I mean, who wants to think about the end of the world constantly? I guess that's how people go crazy. I'm not going crazy. Um, I try to live in reality and I try and live in, um, a very, uh, healthy and sane, um, world. Um, no matter how unhealthy and unsane the world currently is. So, I would like to, um, I'd like to talk about Mr. Biden. Um, you know, just recently, um, uh, there was a reporter, uh, Miranda Levine, um, she did, uh, she did a report, um, with a, with a man, uh, Dr. Gal Luft, um, and he, he is a witness, and that witness has been missing, <laughs> they've been looking for him, um, and right now it seems to be that multiple people are looking for him for multiple reasons. Um, one reason is because, uh, he is alleging that our president, um, and the president's family is involved in a pay-to-play bribery, um, treason, um, scheme. <laughs> where uh, influence peddling um, is, uh, you know, to the highest bidder. Um, and I guess China is a um, pretty consistent bidder in that war.
Burisma, um, who Hunter Biden um, was working for. He was, he, Hunter Biden, who knows nothing about oil, nothing, has never worked in, an oil, in the oil industry, um, kind of like our transportation secretary, the guy who was in charge of maintaining the train systems where that train that went down and, uh, you know, poisoned probably half of our country. Uh, yeah, um, same idea. Uh, had no clue the industry that he was in. And Hunter Biden was making $50,000 a month, 50 grand a month for Burisma. <laughs> so in, in, uh, in two, in two and a half months, he makes what I make in a year. And he doesn't know anything about his industry. Nothing. No training. No knowledge. Not a care in the world. And, uh, he was making 50 grand a month. That's nuts. I mean, does, does nobody in the, in, in the public, um, press corps, um, think that that's a problem or not a problem, actually? Not a problem. I mean, that's a problem. Sorry. Um, you don't get paid 50 grand a month for nothing. And, you know, this man, and I said that I was going to talk about President Biden, but I'm starting off with Hunter. Um, so Hunter, uh, Hunter was using his relationship with his father, <clears throat> who used to be Senator Biden, and then was Vice President Biden, and is now President Biden. That's a hell of a transition. I mean, as a senator, yes, they get bribed. Uh, usually it's in the ten dollars to $50,000 range. Um, but then you step up to Vice President, and although a Vice President doesn't have a ton of influence, he's still Vice President. And that's a hell of a position to hold in this country. And, you know, they went up. Now it's $5 million here, $10 million there. And then you get down to President Biden. And Hunter seems to be the intermediary between these businesses and these um, communist countries uh, who are paying for um, advancement of their policies and the changing of policies in our own country. They're molding our country by paying for it. They are paying our political elected officials, people that we elected, we voted into office. They are paying them illegally to affect policy, to change policies, to advance their own policies. And they are doing that. And that, my friend, is called treason.
That is a clear, very, very clear example of treason. Now, um, you know, the Bidens, um, it seems like most of them um, are pretty much corrupt as hell. Um, I mean, all the evidence is pointing in that direction. Um, supposedly, there's 40% uh, of the country, or 37, is it? I don't know. I think it's 37% of the country um, still believes that Biden is a good thing uh, for our country. Um, I don't know where this 37% of Americans are, but um, I think they're living underneath a rock or they're blind or deaf or both. Um, obviously, they don't read Braille. Um, maybe it's the people in the mental institutions. Are they counting them? Because I think that might be a good possibility because they're fucking crazy. I'm sorry, but this is bullshit. How can you not see what this man is doing? And it's not just the American public. It's not. Our governing bodies, our alphabet soup establishment uh, bodies, um, the FBI, the Department of Justice, the CIA, um, all of these three-letter companies that um, are supposed to um, uphold democracy and defend justice and uh, protect the people of our great country um they're supposed to be the ones that investigate this shit why are they not doing that why do they not care it's their duty their duty to investigate whether it's an actual crime an alleged crime or whatever it is their duty to investigate. And they are not doing their job. So these bodies are supposed to be nonpartisan. Politics is not supposed to play a part in their investigatory um, methods. They're just supposed to investigate. They're not supposed to allow politics into it. They're supposed to be politically blind. And they are not doing that. It seems that in this day and age, that with the corporate democratic system that is currently engulfing us all, that um, they have weaponized, you know, all of those agencies to work for them and not for us. See, I don't know if, if, uh, if everybody understands this, but, um, you know, the White House, um, and I apologize because I'm kind of all over the place, um, the White House has another name. Um, it's also known as the um, People's House because it's our house, because we decide who goes there we put them there that is their home for their term of their presidency but it is our house
ours, not theirs. They are tenants of us. We, the people, we are the people. We put them there, we keep them there, we take them out of there. It is our decision, every single one of us. Now the people's house, let me talk about the people's house. So people come from all over the world, dignitaries, presidents, um, the, uh, what's the, um, the, the, um, the Buddhist, uh, the Dalai Lama, sorry, <laughs> I was having a little brain freeze, um, it's the Dalai Lama, um, we've had, uh, I think, um, we've had, uh, a Pope, um, we've had, um, Mother Teresa, like, the most important people in the world come to the White House, the People's House. This is a place where we promote our, our patriotism, our, our pride, our love of country, our love of history, our love of our nation and our people that are in our nation. Everything we hold as holy is represented by this house. And when you come to this house, whether you be the president, you be a senator, a, uh, a Republican, a Democrat, a um, person on the street going to visit for a tour, you know, you go there and you're, you're presentable, you look your best. It's like going to church on Sunday, you know, like you, you want to look your best. You want to act your best. You want to speak properly. You want to hold yourself with some esteem and, you know, you, you want to, um, you just want to give that building all the respect that it demands. I mean, the walls are, are covered in history. The, the floors have been walked by every president, like George Washington, um, Andrew Jackson, uh, you know, uh, we've had, you know, John Kennedy, um, Bobby Kennedy, everybody's been in there. And, you know, the people that go in there, they, they just have this um, respect. And then you come to our current, our current um, disgrace of a president. And uh, you are just beside yourself beside yourself so he has um, taken the pride of being an American and made it almost criminal he has um, he might as well wipe his ass with the American flag he shows that he shows it that much respect <laughs> He has two pride flags 
in one American flag. Pride and LGBTQ and all the shit that that encompasses is more important than our country's flag. Your criminal son is celebrating our nation's 247th birthday on a balcony with a criminal, your son, by the way, um, and he's high as a kite. He's bouncing around and he's moving around and he's sweating and he's moving his hand and rubbing his face. I'm sorry, but he was high. I would, I would bet my house. Fact. Now I'm, I am, uh, I've been around the block. I've seen some shit. I've done some shit. I know what things look like. I've been alive for quite a little a little while. And um, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And I've worked really hard to correct my mistakes. And I hope that Hunter Biden does the same. But that man is an addict. He is not in recovery. He is a current drug addict. And I'm not saying that to put him down. But he's a drug addict. He's addicted to cocaine, at least. Most cocaine, though, now has fentanyl in it. Although I guess when you're the president's son, you can just walk into an evidence locker and pick your pleasure. Um, and you can probably get some of the best shit, you know? Go get some of that pink Peruvian fucking cocaine that's, like, nice and fresh. <laughs> um... You know, you can, you get the pick of the litter. Um, so, back to the people's house. Um, so, Mr. Mr. Hunter Biden is, um, is a disgrace to not only his family, but he is a disgrace to this country. He is a disgrace to himself. Now, whether or not he can, um, he can uh, fix that is up to him. Only he can make the right decisions in his life. And I, I wish him all the best. I do. I, I don't wish for anybody to be stuck in the throes of addiction because it fucking sucks. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And trust me, I got a couple. So... Um, for the first time in our nation's history, a bag of cocaine surfaces. Hmm. Wonder where that came from. Who would have known? Who, who, who would bring cocaine into the people's house? It's our fucking house. Why do you have cocaine in it? How do you get cocaine 
through one of the best security details in the world. Hmm. Well, let me explain something to you. So when you go into the White House, the only way that you don't go through security is when you're a family. And my friends, Hunter Biden is technically family. And I would imagine that Mr. Hunter Biden could bring plenty of cocaine into the White House. Right? Now, yes, there are, like I said earlier, tours that um, you can go on um, to walk through the White House and you're allowed in certain areas. And uh, let me tell you, Every single one of those areas is on security camera footage. Every single one. They know exactly what you're doing. You're more secure in the White House than you are at a casino. And in a casino, if you scratch your ass, they know about it. Now... Like I said, for the first time in our history, our nation's history, 247 years. Well, I don't know about the early years when there was no, um, when there was no recorded uh, re recordings and stuff, um, whether or not people were doing cocaine, but I don't think so. Um, as far as I can find, and I've looked, no one has ever brought cocaine into the White House. Because why would you do that? I mean, unless... Unless Joe Biden's banging rails off the fucking Oval Office desk. I mean, I guess that's possible. I mean, it, it would kind of explain some of his lack of faculties. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's a chip off the old block there, Hunter Biden. Maybe he's a chip off of the, the, the Joe block. Maybe they fucking both do rails in the coke in the in the coke house <laughs> in the White House, the other White House. I mean, our White House. I mean, the cocaine house. <laughs> oh, you gotta laugh because it's so sad. It's so fucking depressing. I um, I heard that shit, and it was. You know, right after hearing, you know, Hunter Biden was caught smoking crack with whores. Hunter Biden has a child that Joe Biden doesn't recognize. Hunter Biden was out fucking with a prostitute again. Hunter Biden was, uh, you know, taking bribes from the Chinese Communist Party. Hunter Biden, you know, it was nonstop. It was a bad bad week for uh, the White House family, the Bidens. The only one um, that I think I haven't heard uh, uh, alleged in some sort of scheme is Joe Biden's wife. But I guarantee you that bitch knows something. Your wife always knows everything. My wife knows everything. Can't keep a fucking... <laughs> can't keep nothing from her. Um, it's hard, man. 
um, not that I hide anything from my wife because I love my wife and I've uh, worked really hard to um, just keep everything open because I don't have anything to hide I mean I have a very simple life I work I work some more I work a little bit of more I take care of my kids I fix a bunch of stuff I every once in a while do a podcast and uh, that's about it my life is very simple I work hard I play with my kids and I fix stuff at home I'm a responsible tax-paying um, productive member of society like we all should be I mean that is the American way is to be productive to to bring something to the table and it seems like um, the people in the people's house are just taking they're taking from everybody they're taking from us the citizens of this great country and they're shitting on us um, they're taking from the memory of all the people who have fought and died for this country and they're shitting on them they're taking from the Chinese they're taking from the Russians they're taking from the Ukrainians um, they they just they don't care they're very selfish and they don't seem befitting of the presidency of the United States you know they're they're diminishing the office that is a great fucking office it's the highest office I mean, it's called the highest office because it's a hell of an accomplishment. And these people have just destroyed it. And now they're taking every agency down with them to the point where every presidential candidate almost is talking about dismantling the FBI, dismantling the CIA, dismantling the uh, Department of Education. Like... These are institutions that have meant something before. They helped our society to advance. And now because this administration and the Democratic National uh, Committee and the Democrats in general have just destroyed democracy in this country. They've made it a gigantic joke. So, uh, enough of fucking Hunter. I'm done. Um, he's a mess. Um, but that brings me to, um, our, well, the technical president of the United States for the moment. Hopefully he's impeached. I'd love to see him tried for treason and hung in the front fucking tree in front of the White House. That would be, I mean, a perfect uh, uh, punishment for the crimes, right? Isn't the punishment for treason death? I'm pretty sure that it is. Or 
life in prison, I guess it's, it's optional to the prosecutorial body, um, what they, what they seek. So, um, so I started this off about Dr. Gal Luft, um, and this man is a man that tried to, um, inform us that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop was real and that he was corrupt and that there was evidence on it that during President Trump's um, uh, presidency um, that uh, excuse me um, that during President Trump's uh, time in office um, that he tried to shine light on the corruption in the Biden family, all the Bidens. So Hunter is taking 50 grand a month from Burisma. Um, Joe Biden's been taking money for all of the things that he's doing. There's um, a handful of Ten FBI agents that handle all the um, all the incoming evidence and um, are responsible for investigating these things. I mean, <coughs> covering them up. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, I had um, <coughs> had to clear my throat. Um, yeah. So there's ten FBI agents that um, are responsible uh, for investigating, <coughs> covering up. Um, these things and uh, you know it seems to be the same 10 people consistently go figure you, you'd, you'd think that um, that every once in a while you'd get somebody different in the FBI or, or some other body but no it's always seems to be these same 10 people Sorry, I had to whip my whistle. Um, this this man, Doctor uh, Doctor Gal Luft, um, basically um, through his lawyer tried to shine light on the Biden crime family and provided um, testimony um, and evidence proving that um, the Bidens had been committing treason against our country. And for some reason, I'll almost guarantee anybody who listens to this has probably never heard of them. Go look him up, Dr. Gal Luft. The story was um, aired by a woman um, named Miranda Levine. Um, I think she works for the Washington Post. Don't hold me to that. I think so. I, I forget. I think it's the Post. Um, and, uh, you know, kudos to her because 
in this day and age when mainstream media doesn't investigate anything legitimate kudos to her man but yeah look into that um because the the facts that you're gonna hear um it 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 will amaze you it will fucking amaze you i was beside myself i'm like what what you mean to tell me that um that hunter biden and joe biden were together to um to manipulate a, a government together but yet didn't didn't joe biden say he doesn't know anything about hunter biden's business dealings and that he's got no knowledge of anything he does oh yeah that's right he did say that but yet there was a meeting at a uh, i think it was a four seasons where uh, some of this stuff went down. Like to be a fly on the wall in that four seasons. Hmm. There's a lot that's going to come out because, you know, what I've come to realize <clears throat> is that although some people are in the dark, it seems like as a nation, we are all awakening to this shit and we've had enough i've had enough i don't want my country involved in another war i don't want more people from our country dying in foreign soil i've had enough with the with the bribery and the um treason and the crimes that are being committed politically i'm done with the censorship i'm done with the just all of it like we haven't had a great president I don't know. I'd, I'd say Reagan was a good president. I don't know if I'd call him a great president, but he was a pretty damn good president. But he was probably the last good president. I think. Um, let me tell you, I, um, I think that in the next year and a half, it's going to be an interesting uh, race to the finish line. Um, speaking of finish line, have you ever noticed how uh, Obama got 81 million votes and Joe Biden got 81 million votes? Hmm, that seems suspicious. The same amount, roughly. I mean, give or take a, a few thousand or a few hundred thousand. But 81,000 to pop up twice in a row, that's kind of suspicious. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, but there are no rigged elections. There, there's no, there's nothing, there's no issues with the voting system or the voting machines. No, none at all. Um, it's not corrupted at all. I mean, Trump won. So, I mean, it can't be too bad. Um, will that happen again? Hey, who knows? Um, the country seems to like Trump a lot. Um, I think they like how, uh, I, I like, uh, what's, what's that guy's name? The British guy. Um, oh, screw me. I listen to him all the time. He calls him a berserker. <laughs> he is a berserker. He is a, a, a big, um. He's like the Hulk. Hulk smash! <laughs> um, he's a hot mess. President Trump. Um, do I think uh, that he's the answer to this? Eh, I don't know. I think that is... I mean, take it from an angry person... There is a power to having anger. There is a power to being wrongfully persecuted. There is a deep power to it. Um, you can get some real shit done. Like, you know, uh, sometimes people say you got retard strength. Yeah, because you do. When you're mad... When you're fucking mad, you have retard strength. Because your adrenaline is pumping through your body and you want to fucking tear somebody's head off. That's where uh, Donald Trump is right now. He's fucking mad. And rightfully so. I mean, they've tried every fucking trick in the book to fucking take that man down. And I mean, I get it. You, you don't have to like the man. But like... He can only serve two terms. The worst you would have to put up with him is eight years. After that, he goes away quietly into the night and he disappears. Look, give him his fucking eight years. What is that going to fucking hurt anybody? I mean, yes, he's an idiot. I mean, he's not the smartest man. Um, I think that he he pursued um, using people's rage and um, ability to lean into race um, and the issues between races um, as kind of a jumping off point. Um, not that he's racist, but I think that he just, he knows how to manipulate people and um, he definitely knows how to capture people and, and like keep and hold their attention. Um, but he knows how to make people move and do things. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, not all the things that he's done has been great for this country. Um, I do believe that he loves this country. Um, 
I think that in his mind, he's doing the best he thinks he can do um, for this country. Um, but the guy calls himself a fucking environmentalist. Like, come on, you fucking dummy. Like, you're an idiot. You're not a fucking environmentalist. Robert F. Kennedy is an environmentalist. He's a man that's dedicated his life to the environment and defending the environment. That is an environmentalist. Donald Trump is the opposite of an environmentalist. I heard him say that shit one time before. That, uh, I'm an environmentalist. <laughs> Fucking, no you're not, dude. Um, but yeah, um, so they've thrown everything at that man. Um. And he has just dusted himself off. And every time they seem to throw something at him nowadays, whether it's an indictment, um, a hooker, uh, fucking <laughs> whatever, um, he just keeps going up in the polls. So I guess, you know, if you want to see him in the White House again, um, keep throwing shit at him. Because you're not doing anything but helping him out. I mean, your plan of trying to blow up his life is um, is not working. It's backfiring, and it's doing the complete opposite of what you wanted. I mean, unless you... Unless for some conspiratorial uh, reason, you, as Democrats... Well, the new Democratic Party wants to put Donald Trump in the... Uh, White House, I mean, go ahead, keep doing it. I mean, because you're fucking putting him there. Um, I mean, that last uh, 4th of July celebration down in South Carolina, like, that was crazy. There was so many people there. Um, but, yeah, so um, there's a lot of good candidates, and I think that... Um, it's going to be tough with the Electoral College um, and going through the primaries, but um, I think that this time it's not going to be voting for who you like the least or the lesser of two evils, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's actually um, some good candidates. I mean... Tim Scott is one of the nicest human beings I've ever heard speak. And although he doesn't have a chance in hell, um, he's a nice guy. He's a Republican. Um, and I kind of said that with a disdainful tone. I mean, I, I grew up as a Democrat, so it's weird um, for me. I'm in a weird place right now. Ex-Democrat, current uh, independent. Um, you know, I, I, I'm an old school Democrat, but I guess I'm a new school independent, I guess. Um, you know, Vivek, uh, Ramaswamy, he's great, uh, except for one thing. I, I, there's one thing I don't like about that man, and he thinks that, uh, I mean, unless he thinks he's a fucking environmentalist, too. Um, 
he's all about drilling and fracking and uh, destroying our beautiful mountain's majesty and um, hurting our environment more. Um, I'm not for that shit. We've done enough irreparable harm to our society that I think we should tolerate. We need to start working on ways to go forward and stop going backwards. Um, but everything else that Vivek talks about, I love. He's all about America. He's all about instituting civic duty and um, getting everybody to vote and to stand up for what's right and that everybody matters and the American dream is real and that anybody can achieve it as long as they do it legally. Um, you know, he's he's got a great platform and I love how transparent he is. I mean, he runs a podcast. Um, you know, RFK does a podcast as well. Um, and he's another person, like, I love RFK. I, I think that he is old school Kennedy Democrat, like doesn't, doesn't want war, but if war fucking comes like, fuck it, let's do it. Um, but let's avoid it. Let's not poke the fucking Russian bear. Let's not get ourselves entangled all over the fucking globe for nothing. Let's stop feeding the military-industrial complex. Let's stop funding every fucking country in the world besides our own. Because that's the only place that we don't fund is ourselves. We give money every fucking year. Everywhere. Africa, China. Well, I don't know about China, but uh, no, uh, Korea and uh, Vietnam and... Um, uh, South America, all these places, we just give, 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 give all the fucking money away. Like, we bust our asses to earn this money every single day. The sweat of our back is taking care of the globe. And I understand, like, doing humanitarian things and making sure that people can advance as a society, but you can't keep giving and giving and giving. People just expect it, always. If you keep giving it, they're gonna keep taking it. It's like, um, so I had a friend of mine, he used to ask me for 10 bucks all the time. Oh, bro, can I get 10 bucks? I haven't gotten my paycheck yet. I, I, I just need a pack of cigarettes. Or I just want to get a couple of a couple of beers and, you know, chill out with you. And um, But I need 10 bucks. Okay, here's 10 bucks. All right, bro. Thank you, man. I'll get you next week. Next week never came. The next week that came was, hey, bro, I need 10 bucks, man. Uh, actually, can I get 15? And, yeah, you give it to him. And then you realize that you're you're enabling these people and you're like he's never gonna stop asking me until i say no so when you say no then they turn and look at you and they're like what the fuck, man 
aren't we friends? Yeah, we're friends. And because we're friends, I'm respectfully telling you I'm not giving you any more of my money. You owe me fucking five grand. And you've never paid me back. Not one cent. You're not family. You're a friend. And you know what? You're a bad friend. I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. And you can pay back that five grand to me. Or we can part ways. And I'll take the hit in the chin. I've never talked to him again since. And I'm okay with that. But you can't, you can't give everything to everybody and expect them to do the responsible thing. If you give people enough that they don't have to do anything for themselves, they're just going to keep taking. So, yeah, like I was saying, I, I, um, I think that we, you know... We have a duty to take care of our people. We have a duty to make sure that every person in our country has the ability to have health insurance that provides them the ability to stay healthy, no matter what's going on with them. If they have diabetes, that they can cover that. If they have um, cancer, that they can cover that. If they... Um, you know, have some sort of deformity or um, some issue that they can cover it. Like, there is no reason with the amount of money that we produce in this country that anybody should not have health insurance and good health insurance at that. But we give all our money away to everybody else. So what's left for us? Like, what's really left for us? <clears throat> Nothing. Nothing. Our veterans kill themselves every day. Our mental health epidemic that is going on in this country right now is very sad. And everybody's affected by it. The drug abuse in this country is running rampant and nobody's doing a fucking thing about it. They're making it easier for people to get high. I mean, come on, man. Really? You think a $30,000 fucking free needle kiosk is what we need? Give them some help. Give them good health care so that they can take care of themselves rfk um he uh did an interview um and i loved what he said um so he was saying that um you know pot i live in massachusetts the amount of revenue that massachusetts has created from marijuana is great on a federal level if it was federally regulated and it was easy to get the amount of money that the federal government could produce off of marijuana is unreal. Unreal. Every single state. Bobby Kennedy wants to 
decriminalize and make marijuana make marijuana legal and in doing that he would create a source of revenue for our country that we could then therefore disperse excuse me um we could start curbing um the addiction problem in this country we could save more lives we could give people actual treatment that would help them you know he's talking about building um like a network of facilities that um will be somewhere where you can get back in touch with what it means to be human because you know as <clears throat> as an addict um you lose your sense of humanity you really do like it's it's the furthest thing from you you are focused on one thing and one thing only and that's getting high nothing else matters no family no friends not your kids not your car not your job nothing else matters just getting high and then when you can't do that through a legal means it becomes doing things illegally to get things done so i love i love bobby i i encourage everybody to listen to more of him um we're coming up on an hour so i don't want to bore you guys but i wanted to you know speak to all five or six of you <laughs> let's grow that number though really honestly um i mean i i don't hate anybody i don't like a lot of shit but i don't hate anybody um i think that we need to support everybody in our community we need to uplift everybody in our community um there's no need to put someone down if they're not doing anything to be put down you know what i mean like um unless they're committing a crime there's no reason to hold them responsible for anything like live and let live you live your life and let everybody else live their life however the fuck they want to that is the great thing about freedom and in this country that we have and we hold dear is everybody can be whoever the fuck they want to be just let them live no matter what your color, no matter who you fuck, like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I don't care who you fuck. I don't care who you, uh, who you want to believe in. I don't believe, I, I don't care, like, you want to, um, you want to think you're a dog or a cat or a fucking three-toed sloth. I don't care. Like, live your life. You're not bothering me. You're not causing me any harm. You're not affecting my family. You be whatever you want to be. That's the great thing about this country is you can be anything you want to be. Well, <clears throat> like I said, I've talked enough. <laughs> um, I leave you with this. Um, in this day and age, I really need everybody to 
start thinking about this upcoming election because it's going to be a doozy and um the fate literally the fate of the world could be decided by this election and if joe biden is put back into office we're all doomed i wouldn't give it six months before we're all dead i'm sorry but this man is a warmongering um criminal piece of shit Yeah, that's a good place to leave off. <laughs> Cheers, I tip my hat to you. Um, everybody have a great night um, or good day, depending on when you're uh, listening to this. Um, I will get some more uh, content out to you. Um, there's a couple of people I want to mention. Um, I like uh, I like listening to other people's podcasts. Um, uh, I know Joe Rogan is, is one of the most popular podcasts. Um, if you live on a, under a rock and haven't heard of <laughs> Joe Rogan, um, check him out. He has some really good, um, interviews. Um, but I like on my, my average, like regular listening podcasts, um, PBD podcast uh which is patrick bet david um he works uh he's got a company in florida called the valuetainment he's wicked smart guy um loves america if he could be president i'd vote for him in a heartbeat not that he can be president because he wasn't he, he's not he wasn't born here um but um man is he he a classy character I uh I got nothing but respect for him. PPD podcast, check him out. Um another person I really really like is uh Megan Kelly. Uh she's kind of a no bullshit um beautiful woman. Um loves America, um defends kids, women, people's rights. Um but doesn't put up with anything. That fucking woman doesn't put up with shit and I love her for it she's great um just wanted to give a couple of mentions to the people that I admire and respect um I know I'm just an average person but um a lot of average people together make a big difference remember that god bless good night